The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So as we discussed at length on yesterday's programme, Bank of Ireland had a major technology glitch on Tuesday which denied people access to mobile banking, be it on their mobile phone or on their laptops. But was of more concern was what happened at the ATMs where it seems people were able to take out money even if they didn't have money on their accounts, setting up sort of unofficial overdrafts uh, which they'll now be expected to repay. But Another issue that arose out of that, which we gave mention to last night, was the role of Angarda Shikana in going to many of the ATMs. Uh, the Labour Justice spokesman, Aon O'Reardon, said there's something unnerving about the Gardaí being involved in protecting BOI ATMs. And Paul Murphy, the People Before Profit TD, said, it looks to me as if the Gardaí were acting as private security for Bank of Ireland, effectively trying to protect them from a mistake that Bank of Ireland made, as opposed to a real response to public order concerns. Liam Herrick, Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, what do you make of the way the Gardaí handled this issue in Tuesday evening? Good afternoon, Matt. I mean, I think that there are questions arising here. Um, I mean, it's not the most serious policing issue we've had over recent months, but that's kind of the problem in that for the last number of months, particularly with a focus on Dublin city centre, there's been a lot of community and business and political focus on what is seen as an inadequate level of policing and an inadequate response by the guards in the Store Street and Pier Street areas specifically with regard to serious crime and public order. So that's been a political issue now for the last number of months. And when you compare and contrast that situation where people don't feel that there's enough of a response by the police, but what looks like a very significant, rapid response by the guards to this question about the Bank of Ireland ATM system on Tuesday. Um, we've had the guards say for several months that they've got problems with resources, with manpower, recruitment and so on. And yet there was an apparent deployment of a significant number of people for what we were told was a public order issue. And it's the fact that the guards themselves have explained the operation solely in terms of public order that gives rise to that comparison. So if, it's a, if it is a public order issue, you know, was it a reasonable assessment of risk that it was of such a public order risk that it needed this level of deployment? And, and if it is a public order issue, how does that explain then guards actually blocking people from asking, accessing ATM machines, vehicles being parked on footpaths to stop people using the banking service itself? Uh, so I think... The explanation doesn't doesn't stand up really when you look at what actually happened on the evening. Uh, and, and I think that's why the explanation so far isn't really satisfactory. OK, the Gardaí have said that they received more than 40 calls across four regional Garda control rooms from members of the public concerned about crowds gathering around ATMs. They also received a small number of calls relating to public order incidents and one call relating to an assault and robbery. And there's a listener here who says, I'm a guard and I was working the night at the Bank of Ireland Free Money. I'm in the west of the country. We had issues with people fighting, trying to withdraw money. That was the only reason we were initially sent to the ATMs, he says. And, and I mean, if, if the public order issue was significant and there were you know, fights breaking out and so on, then that would be a public order issue. But I think the information that's been provided so far, you know, gives at least the perception that the response was disproportionate. I mean, 40 calls across the whole country in relation to risk for public order, how does that compare to the number of calls 
on an ordinary evening in the cities across the country for public order. I mean, I don't have that information, but you know, you, one can only imagine, given that the kind of incidents we've seen in Dublin in recent months, that there would be significant volumes of calls to the guards outlining public order concerns, given the level of violence that does happen in city centres and towns from time to time. Uh, and, you know, in the statement the guards have put out where they say that there was 40 calls from members of the public, and only a small number of those seem to indicate any serious public order concerns, they make no reference to the fact of their contact with Bank of Ireland, because Bank of Ireland have come out separately and said that they were in contact with Ngarda Chicana on Tuesday evening, and they say that they didn't request assistance, but they were aware that the guards made local decisions to deploy uh, guards at ATM machines. Uh, I suppose but I'm sorry, Liam, Liam is- isn't there a potential, though, that if it's known, if it becomes known that people are taking thousands of euro out of ATMs, that they become vulnerable to being attacked by people who might not have had Bank of Ireland cards themselves to take out their own money, but who could see these as easy marks with large amounts of cash now in their pockets? Well, I think that's a hypothetical, Matt. I mean, we don't know at this stage how much money was taken out. We don't know how much money was taken out by people that weren't able to access online banking and needed to use ATMs. And we don't know how much was taken out by people that perhaps weren't fully authorised to take that money out. We just don't really know. Some of the footage that was coming out from Tuesday night showed guards blocking access to ATMs when there was no queues to actually keep people away from them completely. Uh, So... I think that there are questions that are unanswered here. And I suppose this resonates for many people with a number of incidents in the last couple of years where Angarda Sheikhana have been drawn into civil matters, matters which are not appropriate for police, particularly around evictions and landlords, where they have been seen to be assisting and supporting private security uh, or, uh, companies and landlords themselves in evicting tenants. Now, the commissioner has on two occasions had to initiate investigations into these kind of incidents and issue clarification to members of the guards that they have no business engaging in civil law matters. Th- that, I think, is why the justification of public order you know, resonates because that was the, the, the line used in those instances too. So this might all when the fullness of time looked like a very reasonable and proportionate uh, policing response. But the scale of it, given the problems we have in police resources at the moment, and the, the, the lack of clarity, I think, about the intelligence and the information that led up to it, does give rise to some concerns that, that I think should be addressed further. Liam, I'm going to put another hypothetical to you, but it's one a variation of which is coming from many listeners. Just imagine that it wasn't a bank that had had the security issue on Tuesday evening. Just imagine that in our major supermarkets, our Dunn stores, Tesco's, Aldi's, Lidl's, that the doors had all opened and all the staff had gone and people could just walk in and take what they like out of those stores. It would be called looting. It would be called theft. And the guardie would be called to stop people going into those private shops and removing things. What's the difference between that and taking money out of an ATM that doesn't belong to you? Well, the simple difference, Matt, is if, if, a, if a store is closed and people are accessing it to take products out, they're clearly stealing. But with an ATM, how could a guard tell if somebody had a a legitimate and legal right to be accessing that ATM, that essential financial service? How can they distinguish between people who have 
large balances or small balances. So there were people that had a lawful right to access the ATM service were prevented in doing so. So I think that's the clear distinction here. And I think the optics of this are, are not good, um, but, but also the explanation doesn't quite ring true and it doesn't seem to resonate, it doesn't line up with what we actually saw happening. And, and I mean, look, there's no doubt in terms of public concern on this, the back backlog in all of this too is, you know, a public concern over many, many years of a lack of a law enforcement approach to criminality and illegal actions on the part of financial institutions, which you've obviously covered over the last 20 years. So, you know, when we talk about politicised policing, if we talk about unequal application of the law and we talk about disproportionate responses to some perceived problems where other crime problems don't require an ad- don't receive an, a- an adequate response, I think that's why public confidence questions arise here. So I-, I think the commissioner could provide more information which might address those concerns and if he's not in a position to do so, I think the policing authority um, may, may ask those questions directly to him at their next meeting. Liam Herrick, Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.